people do something out of one or two things inspiration or, or desperation. desperation. The big question is this how investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hey guys, how are you going? George Markoski and Belinda Flaherty from Positive Property. Welcome to the Positive Property Show. Absolutely. If you're live, we're live in the Positive Property Club. This is our end of year last show. Actually, I made a mistake. Last year, I thought it was the last show, but it wasn't. Look at that teddy bear in the back. He's sort of woken up now. Yeah, and, he, um, he's the party bear. He's the party bear. Now, um, we've got a good show on for you today, so um, it'd be great to hear from you. Please, I'm going to go to the chat now. Just say hello to the chat. Tell me you're there. Tell me you can hear me. Let me have a look in Positive Property Club and make sure Come and say hello. There. Say hello for the end You of might the be year. sitting back having, you know, just pre-drinks before the big celebration of We're New Year's tomorrow. We're ready for We're just warming up. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. And you can see the Christmas trees in the background. So, look, has it been a happy New Year for you? Let's be honest. You know, I can remember a time when I dreaded this time of year. You know, Christmas is done. New Year's had been celebrated. Well, it hadn't been celebrated, but it was about to. And... There was only a countdown to the days until the daily grind started to back up again. You know, the thought of returning to work, you know, to work brought a sinking feeling in my stomach, deep in the pick of my stomach. You know, I can remember being physically sick knowing I was about to face another year of long hours, work deadlines and office politics that disempowered me from living the life that I wanted. True. Yeah. You know, there were moments when I contemplated not going back to work and telling my boss where to go, but then... My credit card, Christmas credit card, I knew was due, so I had to yeah. go back and do that. So, so you you'd, you'd maxed out the card. Yeah. And they were painful days, and they lasted for over a decade. But you know what? I'm grateful for the pain. Because people do something out of one or two things, inspiration or, or desperation. desperation. For me, it was desperation, bit a little bit of A, a little bit of B. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, you've got to mix it up a bit. Yes, totally. You've got to mix it up. What I want to talk about is this time of year, what happens? I mean, we reflect back on the whole year. And I wonder if you could talk to your former self. What would you? What advice would you give your former self back at the beginning of 2020? Great, you can see me. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate that. Awesome. What advice would you give? I'm curious if you can go back in time and do that. And um, look, if you're waiting for my New Year's special, I've got a video that I'm releasing. You're going to love it. It's going a to be New Year's special. Yes. But New anyway, but, but what would you say to your former self? That's the question. And thank you, Chris. Happy New Year to you as well. So the thing is, what, what we're going to talk about today is how do we create that freedom? But let's talk about goals. The way I see it is your life, you're like a, a ship going along somewhere and goals are your rudder, which sort of pushes you where you need to go. Mm. Now, without a rudder, you can have as much power as you want behind that boat, but it's going all over the place. Or if you don't have goals, what happens is you end up working for other people's goals that have got goals. True, yeah. Because I guess... you're, you're working for a goal 
whether you know it or not. You need to be clear on what you want to achieve in life and what you want to get out of life and then put a plan of action to get that. That's right. So it's one thing to, I guess, have the goals and write them down and um, manifest and Mm -hmm. have these dreams. But I think the next most important thing is obviously taking massive action to get those goals. Funny enough. I want to talk about a Yale study and also a Harvard study. Okay, right? great. So yeah. um, Yale did a study and also Harvard repeated that study back in 79. And what they did is they um, got some graduates and they worked out, okay, what percentage of goals, what percentage have got written plans of action? Mm. And what they found was 3% of people had goals and written plans of action. And then there was about 17%. That's so low, 3%. That's right, 3%. There was about 17%. Actually, I'll check the stats here, right? Because might as well get it right. Yeah. So um, 13% had written goals, but no concrete plans. And 84% had no goals at all. Wow. So the thing goes, what they did is 20 years later, they had a look at these people. And they found that the 3% with goals and written plans, they actually owned more in assets than the other 97% combined. Mm-hmm. So look, when that when that's sort of pretty compelling truth. That's a great payoff, if you ask me, just doing some goal setting. It's a huge payoff. The difference payoff. that it could have on your life and the impact long term. Well, the thing is, people are so busy these days. Every Everyone's life has become so busy and people just don't have time to think about goals. However... So do you think maybe people just don't know how to set goals? I think no one's really had a chance to learn. I mean, in school, they don't have goal they setting. They don't teach you that, no. They don't teach you goal setting, they do they? don't have a subject on goal setting. I think they should. I'd like to go in and teach it. That's what I'd like to do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because I've, I've been goal setting for probably nearly 30 years. Right. And how did you learn to goal set or how did you get started with the whole process? Okay, that's a good question. What happened was I was recently out of college and um, we were sort of relaxing. Me and my girlfriend were out staying at a friend's place and I saw this book and it was called The Three Magic Words. It was very yeah. similar to Napoleon Hill. So okay. The Three Magic Words was all about, it's a bit like The Secret. Everyone's yeah. heard of The Secret. It was all about manifesting things in your life. Mm. So I, I sort of read this and it was talking about goals and really tapping into your unconscious and manifesting. Then I got into Napoleon's Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And Think and Grow Rich was the game changer for me. because he had so many great stories explaining why goals worked. He also um, explained how to do your goals, which was great. And I I sat there and I spent three or four days writing out all my goals and brainstorming and um, doing these big storyboards. And then I went and got magazines and cut out pictures of what I wanted and everything else like that. Um, Part of the goals is, right, so for example, there's one thing is writing your goals and how to do it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Mm. Then the other part is the plan of action. But then there's the other third part, which um, is sort of like trying to brainwash yourself. And I'll call it daily declarations. Yeah, okay. Right? So what that means is, and um, you need to remind yourself every day the goal that you want because you need to tap into your unconscious mind. See, we only use 10% of our brain. So 90% of it is untapped. Are we using it? Yes, we are. But your unconscious mind- We're off tap 90% of the time. <laughs> we're basically, we're unconscious beings. Anyway, um, that's another topic, which I'd love to talk about. I'd love to invite Sam Harris on the show one day. <laughs> anyway, do a little plug. Talk um, about- Talk about um, if you're conscious will. or not, free will, yeah. yeah. So um, basically, let me get back on the subject. What was I talking about? Goal setting. Goal setting. And how Conscious. So you're only, only 10% of your brain that you're using. Your unconscious mind is amazing because your unconscious mind remembers everything from before you were born in the womb 
right. conversations, emotions, feelings, movements until the day you die. So it's got an amazing, huge memory. There's more connections in the human mind than there are stars in the visible universe. Wow. That's now, when you think incredible. about that, that's- In one human mind? In one human mind. There's more possible connections in one human mind than there are stars in the visible universe, in the whole universe. So when you think about it, the mind is the most complex, most amazing thing we've ever discovered in the whole universe. Wow, yeah. So it's pretty exciting stuff that we've got one. So you might as well look after it. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's this thing called the RTA, reticular, RAT, the reticular activating system. And goal setting activates that. Okay. You're probably asking, what is the RAT? Right. Yeah, what is that? The, it's not the RAA. No, it's not <laughs> the RAA. Don't go and fix your car. Look, some people in America listening to that have even never heard of the RAA. No, RAA is a patrol that comes and fixes your car if it breaks down. That's right. Not a, like the patrol in America where they come and just shoot you. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's politically wrong. I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, um, so the RAT, the reticular activating system, what happens is whatever you focus on grows in your life. And that's why you shouldn't focus on negatives. So for example, if I buy myself a pink sweater, Mm -hmm. which I've got right now, then what's gonna happen is when I'm going along, I'm gonna notice other pink sweaters where I don't really notice them. They're gonna stand out more because it's top of mind awareness, I guess. Yeah, for example, if you buy yourself a Porsche convertible, suddenly suddenly you notice more Porsches. You notice them, yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, when so, I brought my Porsche, not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the reticular activating system. So part of the goal setting session is trying to create that so your unconscious mind finds things for you. Because your brain stores every single feeling, emotion, visual, audio, everything. Yeah. From when you're born till you die. So I had um, somebody who thought they were quite good at goal setting tell me that you should look and write down your goal every single day and look at it. That's part of... Would that be over the top? Because I find that hard to do. That's, that's I could manage once a week. Okay. That's not goal setting. That's daily declarations. It's a different oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me finish what we're talking about here yeah. and we're going to go on to that. But good question. Excellent question. So what we're talking about? <laughs> I really lost it. I was really deep there. So we're talking about the reticular activating system. Yeah. Right? And how when your brain remembers everything from when you were born until today. So all that information, there's terabytes and terabytes of information there. So when you create a goal, what happens is your unconscious taps into that info and helps you. A bit like, you know when you get a, a sort of like a, a gut feeling about something? Yeah. What happened? What's happening there? You know, sometimes you might meet someone and you can feel like you're a good rapport straight away because your unconscious mind goes through its information, goes, yeah, you can trust yeah, that person. Yeah, some people I meet and I'm like, it feels like I've known them my whole life. Yes, because your unconscious mind ticks all the boxes for you. Right. And then sometimes you meet people and you think, oh. Yeah, no I, connection. No connection. Yeah. I don't yeah. trust that person. You know, you get a feel about someone, you go, I don't trust them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's your unconscious mind knowing before you do. Right. Right, because your unconscious mind's much faster than you at thinking. Um, so that's actually the book about it called Blink, where you and can make instant like decisions. when you get a gut feeling, for instance. When you get a gut feeling, it's your unconscious communicating with you because there's more neurons in your gut than your brain. Yeah, so why do you think you have certain feelings in here? Because mm-hmm. your gut actually thinks to a certain degree. The mind-gut connection. The mind-gut connection. Yes. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> so let's talk about how to set goals, okay? So I like to call them smart goals, right? So S stands for specific. Right. So how would you be specific about a goal? 
Let's do a bit of exercise or you'd here. write it down. You'd say, I want a pink convertible Porsche. That's right. So if you want something, you need to be really specific. Because yeah, I don't want that, by the way. No, no. Thank God. Um, like, I was looking at your jumper. No, no, no. Unconscious. Yeah. Don't think of a pink yeah. elephant. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like uh, the guy that wanted the swimming pool and he kept wishing for it but ended up in the puddle because he didn't specify it. Right. You've got to be very specific. So you've got to be really specific. So so smart goals, number one, you've got to be specific. Yeah. Two, M, it's got to be measurable. Okay, what you've got you to be able to measure it. So, for example, if I want to create $1 million a year reoccurring without working, mm-hmm. right? That's a measurable thing. I can measure that in my you bank account. count how many dollars, yeah. yes. <laughs> but if I say I want to be super rich, what does that really mean? Yeah. It's not yeah. really a goal. It's not, it's just yeah, a, so you need it's to a break wish. It down. It's a dream. You need to really chunk it down to specifics. You need to be very specific. <laughs> it needs to be measurable. You need to be able to measure it. Okay. Right. If I don't want to say I want big muscles, you need to say I want sixteen-inch arms. You know. <laughs> okay. I don't want sixteen-inch arms. Then none of my tops will fit me. But anyway, <laughs> bad enough as it is. But anyway, so next thing is attainable. They yeah, need to be attainable. So it's got to be realistic. So I might want to be Aquaman and swim under the sea, but mm. it doesn't matter how many times I write it down or how much I believe it, it's never going to happen because I don't have any gills. Now, of the future of science, you never know in the future, but at this point in time. Not attainable. Aquaman, so it's not going to happen. So it's yeah. going to be attainable. So, for example, let's let's have an example of attainable goal. Yeah, well, going for a walk every day. Going for a walk, yeah, that's attainable. Yeah. Not, not very big though, and I'll talk talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, but it's realistic and achievable. Yes. yes, it is. It is. You didn't say give me an exciting goal. No, you said give no, me an attainable, it's attainable goal. And then R, ask for realistic. You just said realistic. Okay. So it's need to be realistic. Achievable yeah. and realistic. Yeah. Because you can't be unrealistic about something. Mm. I can't think now, hold on a second, I'm going to fly because I can't. But Unless you can I get go a wingsuit. You can go on a wingsuit and fly. But you that's specific. Yeah. And then T needs to be timed and smart. Right. So what needs to happen is um, you need to time it. You can't say, I want this goal and then leave it open, you need to have a time, a deadline, and have it in your mind. Because mm. part of visualization and having the smart goal is by doing that. So that's the way you do a goal, right? But right. I but also believe that goals need to be big and bold, right? Don't have shit goals that are small, okay? They're no good. It's not going to work, really. You want them big and bold. So you want a goal that's going to get you up early, keep you up late at night because you're so mm. excited about it you don't want a goal because you think you want it so that's right. that part of goal setting is finding out who you are and what you really want you know just because you watch tv and you know people have got lamborghinis does it really mean you want a lamborghini right or have you just been fed that by yeah media do you really want a versace suit or is that really going to make your world better see, <laughs> see dan gilbert about stumbling on happiness he wrote a book stumbling on happiness and he's talking about happiness and the Best way to be happy is by spending money on experiences and other people, not on objects. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. so if objects your goal, maybe, and that's okay, I'm not judging here, but I think, me personally, I think experiences and spending money on other people is a It's going to be much goals. more rewarding totally. than having some materialistic goal. Exactly. And what I say is shoot for the moon so you can hit the sky. Don't yeah. have your goals too low. You always have your goals big. And bold. Now, I'll give you an example. Is um, when I was living in Adelaide, 
my parents' house before I went to Sydney and I was about 18 at the time. What I did is I had a big whiteboard and I was doing goal setting. I wrote down, I want to get a Honda Prelude. I want to make minimum $2,000 a week. And I wrote all these different goals. And I timed them and I thought about them and I wrote them on little cards. I did daily declarations and everything else like that. But the goals I left at home and I moved to Sydney for a few years. And then I came home and went to my old room and checked out all my old stuff. And when you've been away from where you grew up for a long time for the first time, when you come back, it's really strange because all the streets are the same, everything's the same, but for some reason they're different. You've got a different feel about it. Mm. And you're almost sad, but weird. Interesting. But we get used to it when you get back. But first, when you come back, it's a really strange feeling. It really is when you come back because right. you just, you know, I was young. I went away for so long and then came back and just missed everything. There was a flood of emotion happening. And the funny thing is when I went through my room, I noticed this whiteboard. And funny enough, I drove drove to Adelaide in my Honda Prelude, a sports car. And then I Where see- Where did you drive from? Sydney. Oh, wow. That's a long and, drive. <laughs> not in those days for me. <laughs> anyway, and I love driving then. Anyway, so I look at my goal list and here I am looking at my goal list and check, check, check 90% of them I'd already achieved exactly the way I wrote it wow it was amazing how did you do that though I don't know (laughs) but goal setting obviously goal setting like laying the foundation goal setting lays the foundation is the beginning of it all without goal setting trying to achieve anything you don't really know where you're going it's a bit like if you want to build a house but you've got no plan yeah. How are you going to build it? Yeah, I agree. You can't do it. Or you've got to start a business and you've got no plan. Mm. You, you've got to, you need it to achieve it, definitely. Goals are, are mandatory. And these this day and age, we've heard a lot about it. I can't believe only 3% of people do goals. There's other 87%, 97% of people. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Wake up. Start doing some goals. So what's Idiot. the best way for people to get started then? Okay. People uh, obviously want to do it. Okay. This is what I want you to no do. Idea. What yeah. I want you to do is what I want you to do is you need to get a big pad, right? And a pen. Yeah. Right. Should that, we grab one step so people one. know? Okay. Why does everyone go grab a pen and a pad, right? Now, what we're going to do here, we're going to talk about the seven areas because there's no point having goals in just one area. So I've divided the seven, you can divide it to five or 10 or whatever, and this is just my take on it, and you're more than welcome to copy my system as well. So in my seven areas, one area and the major cornerstone is finances. And the reason being is we live in a capitalist society, and when you've got money, it gives you options and helps you get all the other goals. And so that's gonna help every other part of the world. Exactly, so finances slash passive income, that's one area. That's money you make when you sleep. Because that's the best type of money, the one you, the ones you make that you sleep when you sleep. Yeah, of course it is. Yes. You don't have to do anything for it. So <laughs> you can't compare that to the money you work for, right? So then there's work and career slash business. Right. Because that's normally a cornerstone in most people's lives until the passive income gets big enough. But see, even once you retire, what happened was I, I became a multi-millionaire. I retired. And what happened? I got bored. Mm because you've got to find something you love. And now I've gone into something I love and I'm having a lot more fun doing something productive. It's great. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the first two. Then you've got relationships because relationships are important. We're social beings. Hunter-gatherers grew up in groups of 100, 150 people 
And social bonds have been very important to us from day one. If you look at um, the blue zones and where people live the longest is where people have support structure and they've got people around them. That's where you get the most people living over 100. Yeah, so when you say relationship, you don't just mean like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You mean no. like friends as well. So, so it's your network. Yes, so mm. relationship means brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, kids, right. partners, yeah. work colleagues. You're relating to all those people. I mean, relationships are normalization. Really, what you're doing is relating. Mm -hmm. So you're relating with a lot of different people. Why do you want to improve those and make those good? Because you're not going to, I mean, relationships are very important. If you don't put effort in, they're not going to be great. Yeah. So it's very important. Then after relationships, you've got mind and self-improvement. Because I think you need to improve yourself and learn something because I think to be totally satisfied, you've got to sort of grow a little bit each day. Yeah, It's one I agree. of those things. Self-improvement. You know, it's a bit like um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We'll go into it very quickly now. Mm. So um, Maslow wrote the hierarchy of needs and the first thing we look for is consistency in life. All right. So basically the reason we look for consistency is let's say for example, a caveman started out there. What it, what we mean by consistency is you need shelter, you need food, you need warmth. So basic human needs. Basic human needs are consistency and relationship. Relationships, consistency, relate, relating, relationships. Mm-hmm. So once you've got consistency, this is the funny part. Guess what you look for after that? Inconsistency. That's right. That becomes hard if you're in a relationship because you're dying to get into a relationship to get consistency. And once you get it, then your human drive pushes you for inconsistency. So it's a bit of, right? So that's why um, it's one of those hard balances to find. And that's why it's through being creative and finding something you love, you can get the inconsistency instead of doing it another way. Doing it through relationships, through breaking up, making up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Which is really silly. Waste of time, anyone doing that. Anyway. So then, once you've got consistency, then you're looking for significance. Okay. Right? So you want to create significance. Very important. And that's what people look for. And once they've got significance, they look for contribution. Can you give me an example of significance first? Okay. For example, I'm running for office and becoming the Lord Mayor. So recognition. Recognition significance. Yeah. I'm becoming the best podcaster in the world. Yay. Getting a number one bestseller and things like that. That's right. That's recognition. So people are looking for that. Right. Right. So as we go up to human needs, the next need, I better Google this. You can talk while I Google this because I'm going to write. Yeah. So I guess when it comes to having that consistency and the recognition, Getting to a certain place in your career would make a big difference to your mental Absolutely. health. And you would just feel like you've achieved more in life. So that's a really good goal, I think, to have in life and something good to aim for. You want to uh, be at a certain level where you're feeling recognized and I guess appreciated in a way for everything that you've done in your life and contributing to what you're putting out there. That's right. And I found my notes, which is great. (laughs) So after you get significance, so being significant is maybe being a team leader, things like that. Yeah. Um, But then once you've got that, then you look for love and connection. Okay. So love and connection is being part of a community, right? And that's what it is. And then once you've got that, then there's growth. 
And personally, I think growth is important in a lot of ways. But see, humans can't stick to the status quo. They always want something a little bit better. They want to always improve a little bit more. Mm. It's part of our nature. I guess we started off as omnivores and omnivores are very curious and wanting to improve their lot. And like variety. <laughs> That's right. In food. And, and the last most important thing is contribution. So giving back. That's very so that's, important. It's you'd a huge, have to it's reach a, a pretty need. high level, though, obviously, to be able to do that. Well, you've got to get those other needs first, and then you feel like giving back. Yeah. I mean, I recently have been appointed a board of I Play Sport, and part of yeah. that is I've got to that stage now where I want to give back. But 10 years ago, I wouldn't have thought about that because I was too busy trying to get growth Fulfill your own basic needs, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So, the funny thing is, the more we can help our fellow humans get their basic needs, the better people they will become. Because the more growth you have, the better person you become. Absolutely. It's all down so, to personal growth. Exactly. So now let's finish this goal stuff, right? So we talked about relationships. Then we talked about mind and improvement, right? And um, I suppose with my goals, I'm going to go through those in a second. We've got mind and improvement. Then we've got fun and adventure. What's the point of having all these goals? If you're not having fun. You don't have any fun in life. Look, yes. <laughs> capital F for fun, right? <laughs> right? So I reckon it's the most important vitamin you can take. So that would fun. be like travel. Travel, a hobby that you've got, um, anything that you think's fun. I mean, some people want to stay home and watch a movie. They love a certain series. Maybe Game of Thrones is your fun. You go dancing. Playing cards, yeah. playing computer games, hanging out with your friends. doesn't matter. But yeah. fun and adventure... We're all born to explore and to be adventurous and have fun. And um, I think it's such a very important part of life. And I couldn't, I couldn't imagine living life without it, you know? Because yeah, that fun absolutely. part really makes everything else worthwhile. Something I find really good um, to, I guess, tick that box of the wheel in the mm. fun would be uh, laughter yoga. <laughs> You know what? The, the laughter yoga is amazing. It's so I good love for your it. mental health. So I yeah. would recommend that. You know what? I'd like to get back into laughter yoga. Yeah. You know, the problem is all of them start at six in the morning. I don't get out of bed till about nine oh, or ten. too early. <laughs> you know, they say the early bird catch the worm um, and all this. And you've got these books saying, get up early and do this. And you know what? Forget if it. If I go to bed early, I can get up early. I don't like getting That's up early. what I Full need stop. to do to get up early. I reckon 8.30 to 9.30. I'm pretty relaxed. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm happy with that. So are they all the areas? No. Fun to last one? No, no, no. We've got more. But health, wait, health and fitness. More. <laughs> Hello, we've got health and fitness. Health and fitness. How important is that? Now, yeah. health and fitness, if you ask me, would be the most important out of all those. Because yeah, I agree. if you don't have yeah. health or fitness, well, do you have anything else in your life anyway? Because you think about it, each part of your wheel affects mm. the other part. So after health and fitness... Because got... what sort of a quality of life are you going to have if you haven't got your health? Well, if you want a good relationship, being healthy and fit probably help. Well, not just that. It's overall quality Well, if you want to have fun and adventure, you yeah. can't do it if you're you in a wheelchair. You need to be physically able, not be in pain with you your body. You can do it in a wheelchair, but I'm saying if you got sick, you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, that's what I correct myself there. Very important. Yeah, now, and, and then, I guess and then... feeling good in yourself and feeling... Uh, like you've got the energy to actually do things as well. It makes yes. a big difference. Well, I think it makes a big difference to all areas of your life. And then we've got the last one, which is spirituality. Spirituality. I love this one. Spirituality yes. is very important because I think at the end of the day, we live in a physical world, but there is a spiritual element. 
And I think it's important in your own way to do that. Now, everyone's got their own way of being spiritual. Yeah, some people, absolutely. Some people, um, some people pray go to God, church. go to church. Yeah. Other people meditate. Other people, you know, do yoga. Yeah. So I like to do uh, meditation every day and gratefulness. I think what we want to do now, now we've got the seven areas. Let's see if we've got them all. Roll them off and then let's talk about one of our goals in each area for everyone to give them an example. Okay, like yeah, that idea? it's a great idea. So we've got um, finances and basically that's um, – what, what are we talking about finances? It's money that you make when you yeah, sleep. Yeah, how much money you Then we've got the business, career, and then after that we've got mind and self-development. Then we've got relationships and then we've got fun, fun and adventure, yeah. health and fitness, and the last one, spirituality. spirituality. That's seven. Seven's a good number. I like it. So that's what we're going to do. So let's start at the top Lucky and talk seven. about how we're going to do it and what we're going to do just to get a bit of an indication. So number one, the finances, right? Yeah. With me, I guess what I've been doing is I've been investing in real estate. And um, when I first started, I had no idea how to invest in real estate. And luckily, I've, I've I met the right mentors and met the right people and really figured it out an easy way of doing it. Because people that know me probably realize I'm not a big fan of the sort of complicated strategies that take hours of your time and everything else like that. I'm, a, mm. I'm, I'm what you call the lazy investor. I'm really into leveraging things. And, you know, you've heard of the four-hour work week, you know, with Tim Ferriss. Yeah. I was lucky to have dinner with Tim Ferriss. And um, we actually spoke a lot about this and about what I was going to do next with him. And um, we're both on the same page with Tim when it comes to trying to delegate, delete, and reduce the amount of things you have to do. Outsource. So, so passive income is very important. And for me, I use property. What about yourself? Yeah, great. Yeah, investing in property is definitely um, the best way, I think, to create a passive income. Totally, totally, totally. And something, I guess, to aim for. And to aim for, I guess, a passive income of 180000 a year. Would be Without really, getting out of bed. That'd be a great goal. Pretty awesome. So that I would like be, it. I guess, 10 properties. Yep. 10 properties will get you about $180,000 a year. And I guess people could find out more about that and how to do that if they wanted to by yep. uh, downloading your book. Yes. I, re- I wrote a book about 10 properties in 10 years, but we diverge. I don't want to talk about that. Let's move on. So let's talk about career business slash career. I mean, I can't really talk about career because I, well, I can talk about business because I've been a businessman since I was young. I started my first business when I was seven years old and I started the paper run. And what happened was um, my mum actually got me into it. She's always the entrepreneur in the family. And what would happen is um, she got me to deliver papers. And that was um, the free paper that you get on Wednesday, the messenger press. And what would happen, they'd dump all these papers at our house and then we'd have to roll them all up and then deliver them. And it used to make a couple of cents per paper. And what happened was I ended up motivating a couple of my friends from school to help me deliver them. And I gave him a cut, got my mum to help me fold them, and she did it for free. So therefore, I had two groups of people helping me out, and I was actually earning pretty good money. You know, this is back in the 70s, and I was making like 20 bucks a week. And 20 bucks a week was pretty damn good in the 70s. Mm. You know, you could buy a house for $2,000 in those days. Wow, that's so Just true. letting you know. That's so crazy. You know what I mean? That was my first business. So I've always been an yeah. entrepreneur, always been into business. And then what happened was when I was 37, I, I quit work and decided to retire. I was bored of it. I went and partied and took some money out of my offset account, bought a convertible portion, did all that crazy stuff and traveled and stuff like that. And then, funny enough, when I was having dinner with Tim Ferriss, we'll go back to that, um, he was surprised that I wasn't working. And then we went through a bit of an exercise. And this is what I took from it. This is not exactly how it went, but what I took from it was basically he said, 
if you love what you do, if the world needs it, you get paid for it, you're great at it. Then that's your purpose. That's your purpose in life. <laughs> and you know what? Work slash career business maybe it's not going to start off as your purpose. That would be great if we could all do our passion and make money from it, but it is a hard thing to do. It's very hard. It's not easy, and I admit that. The thing yeah. is, though, what we want to do is we want to mo- slowly move forward to that area because in your goals, one day in your mind, it's not about retiring. See, all these people tell me, oh, I want to retire when I'm 45 yeah, or 55. Yeah. Retiring is shit. It's boring. Right. It really is. Serious. You know what? You want to find something that you're passionate about, something that gets you up early, keeps you up late at night. Retiring is a waste of time. If you're retiring, you just not haven't got any imagination. That's your problem. So really, in the world, you want to do great things. You know what I mean? And your purpose. Retiring, and you're not doing something, something great. Something that keeps you going. You want yeah. to find something in life that you're really good at and be great at it and be proud of that. Yeah, because absolutely. Because I think... Being really good at something and being proud of it, whether you monetize it or not, it doesn't matter. Because mm. if you love something and you're really good at it and you give it your heart and soul, I guarantee you're going to make the money from it. You're going to make more money out of that. Then well, not only that, you'll be a lot happier and find happiness Well, exactly. That. And you know what? Happiness is pretty good. It's better than money. So the thing yeah, is, absolutely. by finding your passion, I want to talk about this, by finding your passion and being really good at it and spreading the word, you can make the world a better place. You can make more money for yourself. You can have more fun. You can have more everything. Yeah, absolutely. And about. I guess uh, one of my passions is health and fitness. And that's why I started Paleo Babe to mm-hmm. share my knowledge with people about yep, that. Exactly. But uh, coming back to my career, I'd say more property coaching. Is, yep. That's my forte. Yes, exactly. And you're really enjoying that too. It's yeah, great. yeah. So, that, so that's that part of a lot yeah, of knowledge about that as well. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of knowledge, and you're lucky because you get to watch me do do deals in action while yeah. I'm buying property and doing things like that, which is great. So having that hands-on knowledge is much better than just reading a book about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's sort of like you've got to do it yourself. If, if you want to ride a bike, you can't read a book about it, mm. right? You can read as many books as you want about riding a bike, but when you get on there, you're going to fall off. But if you actually learn to ride a bike with someone that knows how to do it and they put you on the bike and push you along like a mentor, then that's how you're going to learn how to ride a bike. Yeah. And yeah. then once you learn, you can never forget. No one can take that away from you. Exactly. They can take the bike away, but not the ability to ride one. Yeah. So I guess that's really good for career. What's next? Okay. Next is relationships. Relationships. Yes. So I guess... My goal is to be less selfish in my relationships because I'm always really busy and I'm always full on pushing for my goals. And what I want to do this year is spend a little bit more time in relationships with friends and family and take a bit more time out and just be more patient and do that because we don't have to be on all the time. And that's one of my things I need to really learn. It's a big learning experience for me because I'm not very patient and I'm too fast. Yeah, I think that's a really great goal. I would like to experience um, connections with people, I guess, on a deeper level this year. So put more effort into catching up with people, you know, make the time. Everyone's always so busy these days, but at the end of the day, you've got to actually make the time to catch up with certain people in your life that are important. Absolutely. Totally. And I think uh, relationships is all about giving. Because the more you give, the better your relationships. 
Yeah, That's I the fact totally agree. Yeah. Yep. yep. So there you go. And I guess next one is health and fitness. Health and fitness. Well, health and fitness this year is going to be a big one for me. It's always a big one. I mean, I, I'm really focused on health and fitness. This year, I'm really working on anti-inflammation. I'm working on being ketosis and doing, I want to do a dry fast once a, once, a, once a month for one or two days. Also, I want to do intermittent fasting. And we talked about this in another podcast, mm. right? However, um, I've cut down to about 10 to 11 meals a week now. And that's working really well for me, saving a lot of time, a lot of money. I feel really good. I love it. So I'm really going to focus on continuing my ketosis, my intermittent fasting, and doing training. And this year, I've taken up gymnastics. I'm loving that. It's so hard. God, it's hard. It's really <laughs> difficult. I didn't realize because I've been doing you know squats and deadlifts, and I can lift quite heavy weight, and I'm pretty strong, but gymnastics are just so tough and I love it. Yeah, it's great. One of my, actually one of my major goals this year is to stop my back pain um, because I've got scoliosis and I've tried everything. I've tried physio, chiro, you know, deadlifts, weights, Pilates, you name it. And the only thing that's really taken the pressure off is gymnastics. So doing that has given me so much more freedom every week to just, um, be more focused and not be in pain. So that's helping one of my goals massively doing gymnastics. Well, the funny thing is each one part of your goal actually spreads over and helps all the other goals. That's why you got to do it. The thing is, see, what what happens is a lot of people get good at one area in their life and then they've got a wheel that's lopsided. So what happens is as soon as there's a bit of pressure, yeah, so it falls apart. On one area. It falls apart. So the thing is, you can't do that. You've got to smooth it around. I guess the, you've got to have balance in life. That's what it comes down to. The balance of your goals, and that's why I've got seven areas, is so important. I mean, if you, for example, have um, your goals are to make money, because a lot of people have got that, but you give that's up your health. Goal, yeah. Well, <laughs> you can make all this money, and suddenly you lose your health, then you lose your job, and you lose all your money anyway. So it doesn't matter. The balance is so, so important. So... That was um, health and fitness, great. And next one is fun, fun and travel. Adventure. Fun adventure. Woo, yes. This is my favorite one. I love fun and adventure. This is a fun one. <laughs> Look, um, I like to have fun every day because <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I'm a little bit childish. I like to have a bit of fun and have a bit of a joke around. And I think it's important not to take life too seriously. You know, and my whole life people have been saying, oh, George, you've got to be more serious if you're a businessman, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, all the time. But I'm just not serious because I don't need to be serious. We don't need to take anything seriously because it doesn't matter. I mean, don't you, sweat the small stuff. My, my two goal, <laughs> my two biggest things is thanks for reminding me is number one, don't sweat the small stuff. Number two, it's all small stuff. Mm. See, if you're not going to remember this in 10 years, whatever challenge you've got, it's small. It doesn't matter. And I guess I've, I've, because I've run a lot of big businesses with a lot of staff, a lot of high pressure, I've learned how to be cool as a cucumber. Yeah, no right? handle it. So, <laughs> so basically, and that's to really become a good business owner, businessman, business person, thought leader, whatever it is, you need to be cool as a cucumber because when shit is going down everywhere, you need to be really I cool. guess you need to have a clear head to focus and prioritize and be able to delegate and get things done. Totally, but especially when there's a big challenge. I mean, when I was in Thailand, um, I went there with my with my ex and we were diving. We were 20 meters under. You didn't and go there when she was your ex though. No, no, no. no. She was my girlfriend at the time. 
And uh, we were diving. And what happened was... That would be a bit weird. Yeah, I know. Like, I went on a holiday with my ex. Yeah. I couldn't find anyone else to go on a holiday with. So and, I just thought, what the hell? And unfortunately, what was that movie about that American guy? And she drowned. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> anyway, so we're 20 meters under. And suddenly, my equipment stops working. Now... It's pretty scary because 20 meters underwater is very dangerous because if you go up too fast, you're going to get the bends and kill yourself. See, that scares the crap out of me because I'm learning to dive at the moment and hearing that story again is just like... <sighs> so if you go up too fast, you're going to get the bends and you're going to die or get brain damage or something. Now, if you go too slow, you're going to run out of water and drown. So you've got to get that fine line. Yeah, yeah. So you can't panic because then you're going to suck water in. So what you're going to do is be really cool as a cucumber and take it nice and slow and just do what you need to do. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is, when I was in that situation, I was totally calm. Everything was in slow motion. And I did everything I needed to do and got up there, did emergency ascent, and everything was totally fine. All I got was a bit of battery trauma. Wow. So I was stuck in the island for another six weeks. Luckily, insurance paid for it, so I had a ball. Coast of movie. Yes. Well done, yeah. There you go. That's so, just brought something to the top of my mind yes. about um, what happened to me in a situation. So I uh, was going in my car, driving quite a bit fast on a rainy day. Naughty girl. And I went around a corner a bit too fast. I turned the wheel and my car just started spinning and it was spinning out of control. And it was literally like everything happened in slow motion, like my life flashed before my eyes. Wow. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to crash and die. What do I do? And I remember I'm so glad that my dad taught me to drive, for one, because he would always do these worst-case scenario survival things that he would throw at me. I can imagine your dad doing that. <laughs> and he's like, okay, what do you do if your car does this? What do you do if your car does that? And he would tell me what to do. And he's like, this is going to be defensive driving course 101. <laughs> and that just clicked to the top of my mind. And I reached over for my handbrake and pulled it up. And my car stopped. Wow. Amazing. So I pulled myself out of this like donut that it was doing and could have gone anywhere and could have crashed into you anything. Doing donuts. And, and it stopped. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, wow, I can't believe I remembered that. And I would have been told that like five years ago and I would have just thought, oh, yeah, whatever. Dad's wow. just talking crap again. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what happened to me and everything happened in slow motion and that's what I did. Fantastic. And so that's, that's great. So fun adventure. Let's talk about fun and adventure again. <laughs> we haven't got there yet, but we're getting there <laughs> slowly because that's our favorite topic anyway. So having fun is very important. And, um, and doing donuts is like, fun if I, you're not in control of them. <laughs> I, like to, I like to travel overseas at least once or twice a year. That's one of my goals, but also interstate a few times as well for mini holidays. I like having my mini little breaks because when I'm working, I'm full on. I'm just doing it and I like having mini breaks and that's what I do for fun. Yeah. I love to travel as well. That's probably one of the biggest goals on my list when it comes to fun and adventure. Definitely yes. travel. And yeah, I mean, my goal, this is my goal, and I know it's a big goal, it's actually to go to 100 countries. Wow, that's huge. I mean, I love what I love about travel the most is different cultures, the food, and just seeing something different. It's amazing. Especially like um, recently, we went to Cambodia. Yeah. And yeah. we ended up um, on Christmas Day, 
having a private little picnic in front of our own temple. In front of a temple. Our, and it was, it was just all amazing. Ours. It was all serene. And then some elephants came walking through. It was just it incredible. It was amazing. And there's still so many amazing things you can do in the world. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's fun and adventure. Next. Spirituality. Spirituality. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I have to do that. <laughs> we have to do that for spirituality. When we say spirituality. So spirituality. For me, I guess I've recently gone into meditation. Yeah. And I love meditation. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy slowing down because it took me a long time to get involved in meditation because I was couldn't be bothered. Well, I didn't know how to get started. That was my biggest challenge and actually implementing it and doing it. So you always have these ideas and you think, oh, it'd be great if I could do this. It'd be great if I could do that. But actually having a simple process that you can follow to do something makes it so much more achievable and attainable. So I guess what get, got me into meditation was headspace. Yep, and exactly. doing and that every day. That's a great way to start. And that's what I started with as well. And I'm amazed at how blissful you can be in meditation. It's amazing. And it's crazy at how hard it actually is to take 10 minutes out of your day to meditate. I'm, it is because very Because I tried to do my meditation this morning and I had two people interrupt me and I was thinking, wow, can everyone really just not survive without me for 10 minutes out of the whole entire day? I was shocked. <laughs> I know, I know. It's amazing. And um, the thing is, I must say, the more I meditate, the more I enjoy it. And part of the other thing that I love about spirituality is gratefulness. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I love being grateful uh, because I think that um, you owe it to yourself to be grateful for one. Definitely. Because, hello, it makes you appreciate we're, we're, and put things in perspective that much more. I mean, just be us being here at all was, was so fortunate. We're very fortunate. We're so fortunate and we should be grateful because we live in a time, probably the most amazing time in human history. And it's right? nice no matter what you're going and through. And I know a lot of people say, oh, 2016 was such a bad year and oh my God, yes. everything's getting worse. But no, no matter what you're going through, it's nice to just remind yourself, you know, to be grateful exactly, for what you've got and where you're at. No matter at how good or bad your position is, I think being grateful can only help it. I mean, when I when I read that book about uh, Viktor Frankl, he was there in the concentration camps. And you know what? He was very grateful every day. And he was in a concentration camp. Wow. The guy was an amazing man. And he got out. See, because some people in the concentration camp came out broken and other people became out stronger and better. And this guy, he's an example of what positive mental attitude can do. He got out there and he wrote a book about it. He's famous and he really did the most of his life. And even though he was in the worst situation in, in you could ever imagine in the whole world, he was still grateful for some reason. It's just amazing. I don't, I don't know how strong you'd have to be to be able to be grateful in that position. Yeah, you'd have to be a very strong person, have very strong character. So I guess... What's the best way to get started with goal setting? Would you write down these seven areas? Okay, so what you do is one page per area. Okay, a page right? per area. One page per area. So you're writing out and then what everything you do, that comes to so mind. What, so what you do is topic. exactly. So what, mm. exactly. So what you're going to do is you're going to write down. Let's say we write health and fitness, right? And then you write down. Okay, what do you, what do you want to do with health and fitness? Let's say it's rock climbing. I want to go surfing. I want a six pack. I want abs. I want a, I I want want a six shelf pack butt, abs. Shelf, <laughs> six pack abs. Um, yeah. I want a 
10% body fat. I want big muscles. So that's being very specific. So what you do yeah. is write everything down, even if it's stupid, right? right. I want to lift okay. a car. Write it down. It doesn't matter. Right. Write it as, as much as you can. Because all we're doing now is dumping all our ideas. Yeah. So once you, once you run out of ideas, then I want you to stop for five minutes and then get back in there and write more, another 20 things. Wow. That's the best time to write your ideas when you've got nothing left. But nothing left in the gas tank. Get back in there and write it again. Okay. Right? So then we're going to do an hour on each one or longer if it takes. Because if you run out of ideas, you've got to sit there and wait and do it. And it will come up again. So then you fill out those seven pages, right? Mm-hmm. Really full. And it might be five pages per topic, 10 pages. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Then what we do is go, okay, we can't do all of that. There's way too much there. So then we're going to cull it down. So we're going to put a pile of it in someday maybe, a pile of it in, no, it's not going to happen in this lifetime, right. and a pile of it in, oh, I really need this. I want to do this in the next 12 months. This is exactly what I want. Right. Until we get to the stage, we've only got one or two items per category. Wow. That's it. Less is more. The less you've got, the more, because you really want to hone in on what you want. And then out of the seven categories, you've got seven to 14 goals. That's it. That's enough. That's plenty. That's loads, yeah. <laughs> then you need to schedule time to, to create that. So you want to minimize your goal list. You want to have your goal list around you. You want to, when you get ready in the morning, maybe have your goals on your mirror, right? Like affirmations. Affirmations or like daily decorations. So so what I used to do when I first started in goals, I don't do this anymore because I'm so clear on my goals now, like a laser, because I do them all the time, that I don't need to write anything. I know exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. But it took me 30 years to get here. So maybe 25 years. It's not that long ago. (laughs) Anyway, 25 years to get here. So basically what I did back in those days, I had this old crappy Camaro that I used to drive around as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And... I wanted a nice car. So what I did is I got a Honda Prelude and got a brochure, went to um, went to a dealership, got a brochure, cut out the brochure and stuck it on my sun visor. So every time I'd pull the sun visor down, there'd be a Honda Prelude. So I guess there. another way people could do that is doing the good old vision board. The vision board's fantastic. I love the vision board. I love the concept. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Get, get Have an afternoon, get heaps of magazines and start cutting. Put that up in cutting. your room, on your wall. And these days it's even better because you can print off the internet. When I had my vision board, there was, no inter- <laughs> there was no internet. You couldn't print anything, you know? Magazines are still the best Oh, but still now you can just with. Google whatever you want. Nah, magazines. You've got to flick through magazines. That's the yes. fun way to do it. So flick through, put down the perfect body, put down the perfect car, the And then you can house. look at it every day. See the visual. Picture's worth a thousand words. I remember my vision board when I wanted the ultimate girlfriend and I just filled up five pages of girls <laughs> yeah uh, so yes having that visual would definitely help and it didn't work I ended up becoming a womanizer I, I should have what do you mean one. it didn't work no no it did work but I'm saying I ended up becoming a womanizer because I had too many girls on there that's why okay anyway so do that then you can create daily daily decorations now when you talk about goals you can't talk about them in a negative way too so, for example, right? So, if you don't want to be fat, you can't say, I don't want to be fat. <laughs> you need to say... Must be skinny. That's right, because whatever you say in your mind, you're creating that picture. So, if you say, I want to quit smoking, you're imagining smoking. It's not good. So, you want to imagine, I want to breathe clean air. That's what you want to imagine. So, because the mind can't think of a negative. So, if I say, don't think of a blue tree what do you think about right now a blue tree a blue tree 
And I know a few people are saying, oh, no, I'm not. But you had to think of one before you didn't think of one. So actually you did. So don't call me up on that it's one. mind jujitsu. That's right, mind <laughs> jujitsu. So because of that, you can't phrase anything in negatives. Right. Okay. So you can't write what you don't want because whatever you focus on grows in your life. So if you yeah. focus on what you don't want, guess what happens? You're going to get that. Grow, yeah. If you focus on the negatives or you focus on things you don't like, you're going to attract more of that. If you focus on what you really want and you focus yeah. on good things, that's going to come to your that, life. I guess that's where it comes down to being clear with your goals. So you've got your vision board. You've got your page of each of the seven areas written out. Yep. Now what's next? We summarize it. We carry it around our pocket. We put it on our wardrobe. We put it in the toilet. Back to you know, back of the door to the toilet. So yeah. when you shut the door, okay, you can see it. Great. Um, you put it on your visor. Shouldn't you have an actionable plan? Oh yeah, good idea. And take massive action. Yes. <laughs> Working towards these things Christina, every day. Of course. So part of the whole putting putting it out there and being clear on it is a very big step. But without action, you're not going to get anywhere. There's nothing. No matter how much you manifest, no matter how much you dream about it. You have to take massive action. Yes. Dreaming manifesting is going to be a big way forward, but you need to have massive action. Totally. So let's say, for example, you want to... Let's say Start fitness. a business. No, let's talk about it. You want a six-pack. Oh, you want a six-pack. You yeah. want a six-pack. Okay. If you want a six-pack, then what you'd want to do is whatever area you want to be good at, you need to find a role model that's good at that area. And then right? emulate them. So there's no point getting advice mm. of someone about how you get a six-pack if they don't have a six-pack. Yeah. Right? No point getting advice for someone that's going to teach you how to invest in property, but they don't have property. Mm. So your mentor needs to be the real deal. Absolutely. And yeah. doesn't have to actually be a mentor in physical, whether they've written a book or a course or something. I really believe that you need to get educated. They need to have the results that you're seeking, in yes. other words. So if you're going to get a personal trainer, get a personal trainer that looks like what you want to look that's like. That's fit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. If you want to get a doctor, get a healthy doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on health advice, uh, if you're going to get, get a, a financial doctor. planner, get one that's retired, but you won't better get him because he won't be working. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, so really what we want to do is we want to model greatness and we want to look at people at the top of their game. And that's what we want to do. Because like, So find someone who has achieved the goals that you're seeking to achieve, in other words. Yep, and find the course or information on how to learn that. A lot of it's free right. online. But also yeah. the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Do the 20% that gives you 80% of the results. Like, for example, you want a six-pack. Yeah, I love that. Okay, yeah. so you want a six-pack. There's different ways you can go about it. But let me give you some advice on someone that's had a six-pack and going to get one again soon. <laughs> um, basically, it's all about the food. 90% of a diet, 10% exercise. Most people, when they want a six-pack, they, they spend, do lots they of spend exercise. a lot of time exercising, but not enough time. the wrong time. thing yes. you're focusing on. It's all about dieting. You've got, the, mm. you've got the abs there. The problem is we can't see them because they're covered in fat. <laughs> After a layer of fat. So we get rid of the fat, the abs will shine. They come out. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need you don't even need to build them up any bigger. They're going to be big enough, mm. but they're covered in fat. So the eighty twenty rule is very important to follow the eighty twenty rule in most things in life. And that saves you time as well. So much time. Well, certain things are going to give you a really poor reward, where other things are going to give you massive reward. So it's much better doing that. So I find that fasting gives me the best result when it comes to health, fitness, and then when I, when it comes to fitness. 
I'll, I'll do weight training probably two, three times a week and then gym, gymnastics. Yeah, like a lot of people say, I'll I don't, I don't work believe... out every day. Yeah, I, but you yeah. don't have time to recover if you're doing that. That's right. And you're not getting the maximum benefit 20... of the weight lifts that you've the weightlifting that you've actually done. Or, yeah, or people that run 20 kilometers an hour. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. personally, I don't like it. I'm against so long-term cardio. But out, I'll talk about this enough. Session. I think working out for 20 minutes is optimal as well. Like a lot of people think working out for two hours is going to give them a better result. No. But it's, working it's, out it's for 20 minutes is 20 20 all you need. Yeah, 20 to 45 minutes. Yeah. And interval. Interval training is very important. makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. They did a study where they had people walking and people doing interval walking. Yeah. Same amount of energy. And the people that did interval walking got a lot more benefit. Also, mm. people running, interval running, same amount of energy, the same thing. They actually found that two minutes of interval training, in, two minutes of interval training per week, is equivalent to someone running an hour a day. Wow! Actually, better, better for you. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. There's a lot of people going to go crazy over this. Ethan is going to get broken. I will bring the stats and do a whole show on it and show you the results because yeah, I've great. got the, I've got the information definitely. Awesome. So look. Goal setting, it's exciting. So be big, be bold, have fun with it. You know what I mean? Really Definitely. have a lot of fun with it because yeah. really you live one life. What is it called? LOL? No, not LOL. <laughs> uh, YOLO. YOLO, okay. <laughs> I you didn't only... know where I was going okay. with that. That's okay. so old. Nobody says that anymore. Doesn't matter. YOLO, <laughs> you live one life, you might as well live the best yeah, life Yeah, I you think can. Uh, shoot for the stars. I agree. So... It's been an awesome yeah, episode. I love big. it. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Love all the response for beginning. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's been great. Um, uh, thank you so much for your support. It's been overwhelming. And look, if you've got a spare minute, please, if you don't mind, giving us a quick review and chuck in a couple of stars there. Maybe five, I'm not suggesting anything, but that'd be great. <laughs> and subscribe because we'd Absolutely. love to give you, we'd love to connect with you and give you more great info. And thank you so much. And I'd love to see what your goals are. So in the comments below, uh, put a really big goal that you're working towards so we can find out more about uh, where you're going in your life and what you're doing. That's right. Okay. Well, till next time. Thank you so much Bye-bye. for joining us. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, 
live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.